Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. This is Reservations. I'm Jeremy Blair. And I'm Rain Whalen. And today is a very special episode. Uh, yeah, man. Very, uh, very, very special. Very special. I mean, you know, this movie is, I think, one of the best of the year. Yeah. Um, I love that I haven't moved this yet from the last one. <laughs> well, how do they not know I bought more? Because I do have more. Because it hasn't moved from frame to frame. <laughs> but I also, but this is also proof that this is different. Oh, that, that's different. That's different. That's different. So anyway, um, yeah. So <laughs> shit. <laughs> Change shirts though. So that's that's something. Uh, no continuity errors. You know when um, when Alex and I started uh, a joint YouTube channel, we would do that. We would crank out about three episodes in one recording, and I would just. The first time I did it, I didn't know that that's what we were doing. And so I'm wearing the exact same shirt in every single episode. That's funny. And then I kind of caught on like, oh, okay, I should probably... Did he change shirts? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I was like, you know what? I should... So people just think you really like that shirt. Yeah. Do you remember what shirt it was? Yeah, it was this dope... Um... Okay, so you liked the shirt. It's not like you were like, I don't really feel... I don't feel good about what I'm wearing today. And then you had to do like all those episodes. No, it was a dope shirt that um, I... I don't know how somehow I outgrew, you know, this was, this was only like four years ago. Yeah, I grew up. You're getting big. But it was, it was. Getting older. Have you heard of the brand Neff? No, of course you didn't. Because you didn't wear those beanies in high school. No. Um, But it was a, it was a brand called Neff. It's a skate brand. Uh, Maybe our listeners out there know it. Maybe. Um, And they did this collab with Disney where they did a bunch of like Mickey Mouse ones. And so it had Mickey Mouse's face right here, uh, like his outline. And on the back it had his face and it said like Mickey and... It was one of my favorite shirts. Like Mickey Skates too, guys. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Because uh, then they had, then I had another one. I'm that thinking was... maybe I do know Neff. I'll show you the logo did when you we're get, done. Uh, did you get that shit at like Kohl's and shit? Because like they had, they had like skater shit. Not Kohl's, shit. but um, like uh, PacSun. Oh, not if it was fucking four years ago. Then it wouldn't have been Kohl's. But... Yeah, PacSun, uh, Zoomies. Um... That's what we call it when Ebenezer likes to run around. Zoomies? Yeah. Well, that's, what, that's that's actually what it's called. It's oh, an okay. actual term for... I think it's mainly used for dogs. Because... Oh. No, Ebenezer gets, like, major Zoomies. Oh, the people don't know there. Uh, that's your son, that's Ebenezer. That's my, my His cat. cat. <laughs> it's my cat. <laughs> it's my nephew. Okay. Ebenezer. Um, Ebenezer McPherson. Is this full <laughs> Ebenezer McPherson. <laughs> we were like, well, I wanted to have an old grumpy man named, so Ebenezer. Well, but then, of course... You know, he would take your last name, so Ebenezer McPherson Blair. No, 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 it's his own last name. It's his he, own last he's name? He's his own person, man. Um, <laughs> his own person. His name was Puff, so his middle name is Puff. Because Puff. his name was, the kids named him Puff. He was living um, out afuera, outside, um, <laughs> at her, at Haley's parents' house. And um, I scooped him. And they're like, I want this one. And then the kids were like, oh, it's Puff, you know? And I'm like, that's a dumb name, and we're not naming him that. Dumb! Yeah, that's dumb, and you're dumb for naming him that. And then you push him over. You know how you talk to kids? And I pushed him down. <laughs> Stay in the dirt. Yeah, made them scrape their knees. And, by the way, um, only one of them is, like, older than three. Like, the rest of them are, like, like two. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, what you're saying is, if you had really done that, you would have been a monster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't really push down the kids. I didn't push down the kids. I didn't call them dumb for naming them the, the, the cat puff. Although, it is a dumb name. But, I mean, clearly you kept it. Ebenezer Puff may fares in here. Yeah. So, Jeremy, we just built up a lot of this hype and then kind of veered off. That's your... So... <laughs> <laughs> so, 
what is this movie that you and I are so jazzed Dude, about to talk about? We're talking about The Green Knight. This Hell is yeah. David Lowry's uh, newest film. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I would say follow-up from Ghost Story, but it isn't because he did... Um, Old Man and the Gun. That's right. Between, That's right. right. With Robert Redford. Right. Robert Redford. Also a great fucking movie, man. Like this guy doesn't miss. This guy only makes. Garbage. I know. I after after we saw this in theaters, uh, I called my mom to talk to her about it, and mom saw it and she was like, "Oh my god!" I was, I was like, "It's I amazing." I was yeah. Like I told you, uh, but I told her I may need to watch um, his adaptation of Pete's Dragon. Oh yeah, maybe I haven't seen that. Um, because I'm I've been sort of against this whole Disney doing live action adaptations of their own properties, yeah. but especially Peach Dragon. Peach Dragon is a very hang on everyone. Uh, it's a very it has a very special place in my heart. Um, it's a classic, you know, Disney movie and has it is the first use of this mad this animated dragon affecting with the real world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but. You know, after seeing this, I was like, man, maybe I need to watch it. Maybe I need to trust Lowry. Yeah. Because he's also doing another Disney adaptation. Is it? Um, it's called Peter and Wendy. Oh, that's... And it's going to be Peter Pan. Oh. Um, and, and, of course, I also love Peter Pan, so, like... Well, if Pete's Dragon funded a ghost story, I'm hoping uh, Peter that... and Wendy will fund <laughs> something even better. So. Yeah. Uh, that'd be wild. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man. Oh, the, the it's green... almost like he's doing, like... One for you, one for me, one for you, one for me. You know what I mean? Right. Like he'll he'll do the big budget movie yeah. with Disney, but then go back to A twenty four and be like, all right, this is what I want to do. This is this is it. Like here's here's the plan. Right. Yeah. Because um, as we talked about in our ghost story episode, um, fuck man, David Lowry, I I'm very glad that you got me turned on to him because Ghost Story was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I still need to get it. Um, I tried to get it right after we recorded that episode, but I couldn't find it. Damn it. Because I wanted it that day. Oh. I immediately wanted it. I did not want to wait to order it. Yeah. Um, And same with this one. As soon as we walked out of the theater. I was like, I want to watch it again. Yeah. I think that's what we were talking about. We're like, we want to watch it. Like, when do we want to come back and watch Um, it? But by the time this episode's out, it'll be out. Yes. By the time this episode's out, you will be able to hold it in your hands. And cry. Yeah. But... (laughs) And Crimax as you're holding it in your hand. Yeah, just like Deb Patel did. Spoilers. Spoilers. So, this uh, whole thing is a spoiler. Oh, spoilers. We're going to spoil yes, the shit out of this. This, so, this movie is, um, if you listened to last week with Beetlejuice, this is the only second time we've talked about a recent movie. Yeah. Um, this movie is very recent. So, if so, you do not want anything spoiled, yeah, turn us off now. Yeah, go rent it on iTunes. Come back. Um, or go buy it, come back, do whatever you need to do, watch the movie, then come back and listen to us. Yeah. Uh, cause normally we talk about movies that the statute of limitations of spoiling (laughs) are well past it. So this, uh, with this being so new, yes, uh, this is, this is the final warning. Turn us off, go watch the movie and then come back to this point right here. Did you do it? Great. Great. We're proud of you. Um, so, um, where do you want to start, Jeremy? This movie is very, and I've, you know, I use this term a lot, but episodic, right? Mm-hmm. This literally has chapters, right? So, which, as we know, I love yeah. very much, uh, especially how David Lowry does the chapters. Yeah. 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 So, I guess we can just go 
one chapter at a time. Let's do um, it, my man. And then talk about the whole thing, and then we can um, go ahead and say our theories and what we think is going on. Yeah. So we'll save all that. Um, let's do it. Let's talk about uh, just straight movie stuff for now. Okay. Um, I am obsessed with a few of these opening shots. Oh, um, yeah. I am obsessed with how the movie opens with the narration, which is David Lowry and his wife. Their voices melded together. Uh, because it to starts very clearly as a woman's voice, and then it kind of shifts into a man's voice, but then it it's shifting back and forth yeah. really well. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really cool, and I really like the, the imagery they're using with, you know, the crown being lowered onto Dev's head and his uh, head catching on fire. Uh, yeah. It's so cool. And just the way he's posed and he doesn't move, and, you know, it's, it's sort of this... Um, it's reminiscent of like a Roy Anderson songs from the second floor sort of tableau, mm-hmm. right? Um, loved. And then of course I just was obsessed with just the shot of that, that horse and those chickens Chicken, and the yeah, I think goat and ducks. Yeah. And then the, the barn on fire in the background and the barn for progressively gets more and more on fire. Yeah. And as we're cutting between, you know, you know, a 24 productions presents right. yeah, yeah, yeah. and, just completely obsessed with it. I just yeah. love the the sort of just we're just going to stay right here, right? Yeah. Intercutting the, the titles, but right here, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then we get to meet Dev Patel's character, Gawain, or Garwin. Or Garwin, or, or Gawain. Right. Which I think that is how it's pronounced. I, I think don't it, like I think that. it's Gawain. I prefer Gawain. So I, I did a, a dude, so... Hang on, everyone. Right. So when you first told me about this movie, I watched the trailer and I was sold yeah. from that first trailer. I was like, let's do this. Yeah. And I did a lot of digging um, into the pronunciation of his name. And I I believe the actual pronunciation is Gawain because it's W-A-I-N. Yeah. Just like my name being Rain. So I think it's Gawain. Hmm. But this pronunciation we hear throughout the whole movie um, just adds to the actual story itself. We really don't know how to say his name. Right. And we don't... I mean, people say they know what the original, you know, narrative is, but really it's like, there's so many mm-hmm. by now that, you know, it's... Say his name however you want, you yeah. know? And, you know, this is the specific artist version of this story right yes so um so we should mention everyone uh this this is a arthurian legend um because during the medieval times of king arthur a lot of legends were written no one knows who wrote this one right uh it literally says in the in the beginning of the film by anonymous um no one knows who wrote it and as far as historians believe there is only one original copy Still in existence. Everything else has been... I don't know. I mean, who knows if that's even original? Yeah. You know? If that's the original original. Right. But anyway, just wanted to throw out that little little, little FF. Little, little fun fact. Little, little, little tidbit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so right off the bat, we are getting to know a little bit about Gowan and his character and mm-hmm. you know what kind of person he is. Yeah. Um, he is... It's Christmas Day. He's at a brothel. Yeah. My man's... Uh, um, <laughs> My man's having fun. Yeah. Uh, had a great night. 
and partying and drinking. With and, uh, with his main squeeze, Essel. Yes, Essel played by Michael Fassbender's wife. And she's, I forgot her name. Her She's an ex machina. She is um, in, uh, doesn't matter. Anyway, she's amazing. Big she fan. And she and plays a dual role. So amazing. I don't know her name. So yeah, but she plays a dual role in this movie. But we'll, we'll get to the second role. Yeah. So and as soon as he gets to his home, uh, he lies to his mom. Says he was at mass, right? But she knows. She knows he wasn't at no mass. Because she's like, yeah, you smell like you've been at mass. Yeah, drinking the sacrament. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does that happen a lot, Drew? Being all, Catholic all the time. <laughs> um. God, all the time. Just getting your mom to comment again. <laughs> really. Uh, so yeah, have those. Um, and what my favorite, one of my favorite bits about this film is that it is Gowan's story. Yes, it is no one else's. And so when we are introduced to the king and queen, the king of course being King Arthur and his wife Queen Guinevere, um, it's not a big deal, right? It's not. You don't get the stereotypical like music cue and the the like the hero shot mm-hmm. and like the lighting, to, you know, you don't get that. Right. Yeah. It's just, they're there. Yeah. Right? If you want to, if you want a King Arthur movie, watch, I guess, watch Guy Ritchie's King Arthur and the legend of the sword. I guess that I heard that movie wasn't very good. I mean, Guy Ritchie's great, but if you want a King Arthur movie, go watch that. If you want a dope ass medieval movie, watch this one. This one. Um, and of course Merlin is also there and mm-hmm. right. Um, a little bit of hero shot with Excalibur, right? When, when he's, yeah, hit, when because he, it, it's a big deal. Yeah. Right? Cause that's, that's fucking Excalibur. And it's right a big there. deal for Gowan, which is why it's a big deal. For yes. Us, right? We should mention that, uh, Gowan is King Arthur's nephew. In this telling. In this telling. There is, there, well, I, I think he's his because, nephew because in a lot that, of. That woman's not always his mother in other ones as well. That's true. That's true. She is his, uh, like, sister aunt. Or something. Or yeah. something. In you know, there's a lot of incest in medieval times. Yeah. But in, the, in David Lowry's version, she is his mother. She is Arthur's sister. Yeah. Or half-sister, I believe they, the, he says it. Uh, but he is King Arthur's nephew. Right. And so th- it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And so um, he is gathered... At the round criterion table, criterion C table, <laughs> which um, David Lowry will not confirm nor deny. <laughs> he That's liked, why he did that. I like that he likes. He goes, "Hey man, whatever. If it gets it a criterion release, go for How, it." How, dude? I will. I will fucking rebuy it if it gets a criterion. Oh, of course, uh, uh, of course. Criterion, please, for the love of God, sponsor us. Yes. Give uh, us your movies for free. I. We want all of them. Yes. Uh, could you imagine, uh, dude? <laughs> We, oh my God, man. <laughs> I wouldn't have, to, I would take all those movies off my wish list because then I would have them. That's right. I'd be like, these are the ones I need. These, uh, that's all I need. And they'd be like, right, you got it. You got it. And I'd be like, cool. You better, you better, you better. Oh, that would be so dope. Anyway. It's a who song. So. Um, yeah, so, so he's gathered, so he's gathered his Knights of the Round Table. Right. And so they're having a Christmas celebration. Right? Yes. Um, and uh, Arthur wants someone to regale him with a story yes. right um and so he he chooses gowan to come sit with him to tell him a story and gowan has none yes he, he has no story to tell he has lived a pretty mundane life at this point 
Yes, uh, because he can't decide really what he wants to do. People have been asking him, like, oh, are you a knight yet? Nope, not, not yet. Well, when? And he kind of beats around the bush. Yeah, he's sort of, he in modern days, he's an undecided major. He doesn't know <laughs> what he wants to do. I work at a college. Yes. Anyway. Um, if, here's another example. Um, um, maybe a bad example, but we'll see. if anyone remembers in Monty Python and the Holy Ga- Grail, um, Gawain is in that. Uh, he's the one who ends up at a brothel because he's the chaste. Uh, but that version of Gawain is a knight, and right. he is uh, he is chosen by King Arthur to find the Holy Grail. Of course, that movie goes off the rails. Right. For sure a future episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but this version of Gawain, he, he's not... I mean, we don't know this yet, but he is a little less than honorable right now. Yeah, honorable is going to be, um, to quote... Pee Wee Herman, the secret word. Okay. Because <laughs> um, we just. <laughs> yeah, because last week we talked about Pee Wee. Anyway, um, um, so honor is going to be the secret word of the day. Yes. Because uh, this is, this is going to be his motivation. Yes. Right. And of course, wanting to be able to have stories to tell and a purpose. Yes. Right. Uh, right now, he doesn't have that, and so. He just he uh, to to throw it back to our Palm Springs episode. Yeah, he fucks around and drinks too much. He fucks around and drinks too much, and and but he's content with that. And I almost you know I almost want to think that Arthur knows that. Yeah, and he's wanting to sort of get get the idea in his head that I asked you for a story you don't have any. What does that mean? You know what does that yeah. tell you? What does that tell you that your king asked for a story? Right, and, and you don't have one. You know, you need to get your life together, right? And he's saying it without saying it, right? Yeah, because he... Because they are very nice about it. They're saying, you know, you'll get there, you know? Yeah. It's just a friendly reminder, you're not there yet. Yeah, and and you can tell that Arthur cares for his nephew. Because as we see later on, he's like, is it wrong to want greatness for you? Right. Um, But we'll get there. Right. Um, So, we need to put this link somewhere. Okay. Um, The... Up in the corner, right. The scene breakdown no. that David Lowry does with Arthur. Oh, yeah, with this notes on a scene. Video. Yes, yeah. notes on a scene with Arthur walking around the the room and giving his speech intercut with um, Gowan's mother, who I don't know. Morgan Le Fay. Um, summoning the Green Knight with yes. her fellow witches, right? Yes. A lot of really cool imagery in that spiral um, hut uh, that they're in. Yeah. Um, that that structure that they're in, uh, the like the triangle window, and it's mm. also green, which yeah. I like. Um, and of course the the blindfold and the writing and the you know just the, I guess the procedure of it all, right? Mm-hmm. And of course having it being intercut with King Arthur's speech, it's dope. Right, mm-hmm. love it. Which I think didn't Lowry say that took him months to edit together, like almost a year, because he because uh, he wanted the timing right, he wanted the pacing right, right yeah. and he and wanted that takes time to perfect, and it took him a year, right? Yeah, just for that scene just alone. For that scene. And the movie's only two hours and ten minutes long. Yeah, so I wonder how long it took him to edit the rest of the movie. Who knows? But this is a very pivotal point. This in, is in yes. the movie, right? So. Um, so there are lots of stuff we can get into about why mm-hmm. she's doing this. 
I have my theories. I'm sure you have yours, yeah. and there are other ones out there. But we'll we'll, we'll, get, we'll save the theories. I um, I love this sequence of events. Yes, as and, do I. And so when the Green Knight shows up with his branch of holly, which is to symbolize peace, and then he means no harm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ralph Ennison, um, Ellison Ennison Ennison, I think I have future rain. Put his name up. Yeah, thank you. Um, he's amazing. Of course, um, I know him um, from The Witch, um, yeah. which is shout a out to our boy, nominal Robert Eggers. Yep. Please hurry up and finish the Northmen already. Yeah, and um, Nosferatu. He's doing Nosferatu. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, um, anyway, don't matter. I'll find it. Yeah, um, and uh, also, if anyone out there has seen the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, he's, it is innocent. He is in the uh, the James Franco sequence, one of the bounty hunters. Uh, if anyone recently, as I learned, uh, he's in Harry Potter. He's a Death Eater. He has no lines. That's why most people. That's why I didn't realize that was him. Because if he were to speak, you'd be like, "Oh, that's oh Ralph Edison." <laughs> yeah. Uh, and didn't we say he was in another movie? That... He was in the Kingsman. I think he was the one who arrested um, Eggsy. Eggsy. Um, when he's joyriding. Right? Yeah. He's the one interrogating him in the. I'll have to rewatch Kingsman. Yeah. So, okay. So he comes in and love the practical effects, love the yeah. makeup, love the the costume design, everything. Right. Yes. Because I've seen pictures of other interpretations of the Green Knight, and he looks more like a man. Oh, yeah. You know, but David Lowry was like, nah. No. Because the Green Knight is also meant to symbolize the Earth itself. Nature, right? Nature. Right, yeah. And so they gave him more of a tree-like appearance, which from the first trailer, I was like, yes. So good. I was like, let's fucking go. And he... He lays down this challenge. So the yes. challenge essentially is um, the volunteer who strikes me um, will get a a blow in return a in, year. In one year. In one year. Yes. The same blow. The same blow. So if, you, if Jeremy were to cut him on the arm, in one year Jeremy would have to seek him out and he would have to cut you on the arm. Right. That's foreshadowing, by the way. So... Here's another problem with Gowen is Gowen now sees an opportunity to prove himself. Right. And to have a story to tell. And that he is given Excalibur. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a big deal. Yeah, that's fucking pulled the sword out of the stone, my guy. And later he tells um uh, her name is you told me earlier and I already forgot again. Morgan Lefay? No, uh, the the Essel. Oh, Essel. He he, you know, tells Essel I got to hold it. Right? Yeah. Um, and she's equally as... Like, oh my god. Like, what? You got to hold it? Because um, it's Excalibur. But uh, he gets carried away, and he gets wrapped up in everything, and he is so desperate for a story, a spectacle, mm-hmm. that he cuts off the Green Knight's head. Yes. And, as soon, and I love the shot, because as soon as he does it, uh, you can see King Arthur wince and look away, because... King Arthur even knows, like, like, because in the scene previously, he says, like, do you understand this game? Yeah. And, and he goes, like, I, I think so. I think I do. And and he goes, well, remember, it's just a game. Yeah. Which is sort of ominous in and of itself. Yeah. But, yeah, but even King Arthur's like, dude, he literally just said you could just hit him on the arm. Yeah. Why? Why cut his head off? Because, again, he's he's a hothead. He's, he, he's, he's young, hothead. 
and he wants to prove himself. Right. And uh, he didn't think that the Green Knight would then stand back up and pick up his own head. And I and I love the line, one year hence, and yeah. he fucks yep. off. Yep. Uh, and now we get the too fast year, right? Yeah. Which I am obsessed with the puppet show. Yeah. Um, with the uh, with the wheel to represent the passage of time. Mm-hmm. And you can tell because it's a, at a different place every time. It's a traveling thing. People are telling the story everywhere. Yeah. That uh, Sir Gawain struck down the Green Knight, but will be struck down himself in a year. Yeah. Um, and where the Green Knight stood up and walked away, Sir Gawain will not. Yeah. Right? Um, and of course, the puppetry is great, and the the detachable heads and the uh, red. It, it makes like, me wonder if. Uh, just like uh, our man Robert Eggers, if David Lowry did a lot of research well, into... there's evidence of tons of research. One of them, the details I like, is that um, Essel wears bells. And that is to... Uh, that was for the, um, the unclean and the... Uh, like, pretty much the undesirables because she's a prostitute. Really? And so she has to wear a bell. Right? She has to wear bells. Oh. So uh, she is clearly recognizable as. That's why I never. I just thought it was just a, uh, a costume choice. No, nope. that's wild, dude. I know. So that's, dude, that's. I wonder if he called up Robert and was like, "Hey, my man, um, who's your guy? Who's your research guy? Who, who's who's your historian? Give he, me his name." Robert Eggers says. Robert Eggers is like, dude, it's me. I do. He's like, what? He's like, my man, I got you. What you need? Get what you need. Bro. Uh, like, okay, I'm doing this medieval movie. Okay. Prostitutes gotta wear bells. Prostitutes gotta wear bells. And he's that's, like, oh, bells. <laughs> that would be so funny. That was the first thing. Prostitutes gotta wear bells. That's, that's rule one. Rule one. Prostitutes wear bells. He's like, they never did that in fucking, in this movie, this movie. And David's like, prostitutes equals bells. Okay? Equals bells. Okay, got it. Uh, but anyway, so yes, there is lots of evidence to suggest there's a lot of research going into this. Which I love. I yep. mean, as we talked about in our Lighthouse episode with Alex, shout out to our Lighthouse episode. Yep. Um, the research helps, you know, it's not just like, even though, as I've said multiple times, I love Terry Gilliam, uh, and even Monty Python and the Holy Grail, uh, you can tell that not much research was given and they just kind of threw it together. Yeah. Of course, that fun. movie, there's the there's a reason behind that. Right. But anyway, uh, but yeah, you know. Research always helps. Uh, attention to detail always helps. Yes. And especially in something like this where you have to have knowledge of all the interpretations, mm-hmm. pick what you like out of it, and then do medieval research, which on top of that, right? Yeah. So not only are you doing legends and theory and, you know, uh, and storytelling, but also factual things yeah. that would have happened, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So anyway, so back to, so right. the year, he, he's coming up on, uh, he's only probably got about, I think, like two weeks before. And he's not... He's not really taking it seriously. No, and other people are taking it seriously for him. Yeah. <laughs> that are coming up to him and be like, hey, don't you have that thing coming up? You know? And, and he's, he's like, getting in fights and he's, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where you get that clear indication because someone calls his mother a witch. Right? Yeah, it's, and he's at the, at the bar. Right? And, he, and he's like, yeah, you're sure. It's good Godwin. He's like, no, I think you're mistaken. Because he, he's just trying to eat his slop, man. Yeah, slop, yeah. And then someone calls his mom a witch and uh, he doesn't like that. Even no, he does not. Morgan Le Fay is a witch. Is 100% a witch. Uh, but he doesn't like that. 
And that's when he gets this great interaction with King Arthur. Sean Harris, man. Sean Harris. Uh, shout out to the, la- the last two Mission Impossible movies. He's the bad guy, as we talked about last night with Fallout. Yep. Uh, he's, he's the best. And so good. I really love this scene because it shows Arthur in a more vulnerable light because he's he has descended down from his throne and he's amongst the people. Right. And not just amongst the people, he's amongst his family. Yeah. And he it, that's this is when he gets the line that I really like is it is it wrong to want greatness for you? Yeah. Because Godwin's like I, I can't do this. Right. Like I can't. And uh and again, with the whole humanizing King Arthur of his whole, when he's picking out his tooth. You know, his oh, tooth hurts. My tooth hurts. Because this version of King Arthur is much older. And as David Lowry much. said, he's, he's he's pretty much on death's door. Yeah. He's, does, he's not long for this world. All of those King Arthur stories you're familiar with are long in his past. And mm-hmm. he is, you know, uh, yeah, coming up on the end. Yeah. Which I, I think is great because it also adds to the point as of what you said. This is Gawain's story. Right. This is not King Arthur's story. This is his story. Right. And, and it's a and it's a very smart way to sideline King Arthur. Yeah. Rather than kill him off screen or something, just make him much older. He can't do this. Yeah. Just sideline him. Right. Um, and so Gawain, he's like, all right, let's do this. And now we start on a quest. Yeah. Um, and so um, another shot that I love is him... Uh, riding his horse. That one shot. Yeah. yeah the the wonder away from the... Uh, and the kids are following him, dude. And that camera just stays steady on him and slowly gets closer. And uh, It's almost like you could feel the foreboding. Like, he is not looking forward to this. He is not... He's scared. Yeah. Right? And he is trying so... You could almost think, like, he's thinking about a way to get out of it still. Yeah. He, um... Yeah. Because he, he, he... You definitely can tell he... He's like, I I don't want to do this, but I have no choice. But there's got to be some way. And unfortunately, we just yada yada through the green sash. Um, yes. Which is extremely important. So the uh, his mother um, makes him this, with her fellow witches, this green uh, belt, the sash. Which all she says is, is uh, like, she doesn't say it's for protection. No. But she, she says it's... Um, to wear, and then when he come, when he returns, he can hold his head up high with it. Yeah. Um, a little foreshadowing. Right. Um, but we'll get there. Right. And so, uh, so he's got his belt. Yeah. And um, of course, I I do like the the sequence of getting the items ready, getting him ready mm-hmm. um, for this uh, blessing his shield. And, right. Yeah. Now, this is when we get. Our first, well, technically second trial, uh, because as we were talking about off mic, um, there are, as I looked it up, there are five virtues that make a knight. Piety, curiosity, uh, friendship, chastity, and friendship. We've already technically seen one trial of piety with him lying to his mom about being at the whorehouse. Yeah. Um, but here comes his first really big one, generosity. And um, it plays a little into the next one as well. But um, so 
the actor's name alludes me. Uh, it, it's, oh my God. He was in How to Kill a Sacred Deer, right? Yep. Or, or the them. Killing of a Sacred Deer. He's going to be in the upcoming Marvel Eternals film. Uh, um, he's in Dunkirk. He's. Uh, that's right, he is in Dunkirk. Yep. Holy shit. Uh, um, yeah, he's he's awesome. Um, I can't think of his name either. Yeah. Future Rain will probably It took me a while because I know he's British, but it took me a while because I'm like, he has an American accent. He doesn't. But it, the way his accent works, there are some words that still sound like that flat American yeah. accent. That's not, it's not like, like... What's he doing that for? He's British already. Yeah, he, yeah not, not like, hello there, sir. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although it does seem that way. He does seem so small because Dev Patel is already seven feet tall. Yeah, and he's on a horse. Right, but with this guy, he, he's a short guy, and so he looks so small. Yes, and he, this guy is credited as the scavenger. That's all he's credited as. And so he is literally scavenging uh, through a, a uh, battleground. Mm-hmm. Um, no survivors. Nope. Um, and he gives Gawain directions. Yes, and Gawain, um, thinking that that's... You know, he, he was polite. He was you polite. Know, I thank you. Yeah. But it's uh, not what Scavenger wants. He no. doesn't want his thanks. No. His thanks isn't going to help him get food. And so what I think makes this a true challenge is he has to really be, you know, uh, he, needs, he needs to be strong-armed into giving a little bit. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, it, it's a little bit of a back and forth, but until Gowan goes, okay, fine, here. And ching, gives him a uh, like a hay penny. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, very as whiz we learned it is in a little bit. Torrent enough. Torrent enough. Uh, yes, Gawain after he le- after he gives the scavengers a little bit of money, he leaves and then is confronted by the scavenger and his friends because Gawain didn't give him enough and he feels owed. Yeah, and it, you know also it's. It, Gowan, I think another a proper knight would have compensated him with, and if he had, the scavenger may have went. Hang on, let me give you better ones. Let me give you better directions. Yes, because yeah. my directions were wrong. Yes, right. Um, yeah, he, the the scavenger probably would have rethought and been like, hey, hey, hey you know what, man? Uh, he probably would have lied about him lying. But, right. Oh, of course. Hey, you know, actually, I just remembered. It's actually this way. Yeah. But Gawain, he thinks it's all, a, in his eyes, I guess, maybe, a, a peasant needs. Right. Beneath him. Yes. Right. Um, and here comes one of my favorite shots in the film, which is when he's tied up. Yes. They have tied him up and pretty much left him for dead. Right. And we get that shot with where the camera rotates. And it comes back. And the the lens and the hue of everything gets a little greener as um, we rotate to see Gowan's skeleton mm-hmm. uh, there, and I kind of thought this is going to be the end of Gowan's journey, and we're gonna go, we're gonna do something else with the film because I was like, oh, he doesn't make it. That's interesting, and but of course it's just a, um, it, it, it's it's to get Gowan thinking like, am right. I gonna really just stay here and die, or am I gonna fight? Am I gonna do something about it? Right. Um. But man, that rotating shot is so it's dope, good. Dude. Uh, what David does with the camera in this film, yeah. Um, after you know us talking about a ghost story, where everything is very static, what he does with the camera, this oh. I know. Um, but yes, yeah, so Gawain 
technically he has already failed two virtues, two trials. Yeah. Um, Here comes number three. But he decides, I'm not going to give up. Right. Um, and he's all he's really left with is just a few scraps of clothing. Right. But this is when he has a meeting with St. Winifred. St. Winifred. Which is an actual story from medieval lore I looked up. Oh, that's uh, it, it is a real story. <clears throat> of her getting her head shot off? Yes. Um, you, to those people out there who may have recently watched uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, this is Aaron yep. something or other. Um, <laughs> uh, she is Winifred. Yeah. And this is his, uh, I believe, curiosity trial. Okay. Um, I believe. Because piety is religious. Chastity is much later. Much later. Uh, so this has to be curiosity because... Yes. We'll get to friendship, uh, curiosity, generosity, friendship. But yeah. So yeah. Anyway, um, I I love the sequence. Yes. So this part of the story is a lot more horror based. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Which I like. I right? for sure. When he sticks his hand into the spring, I for sure is like something's about to grab. Yeah, something's gonna grab. But nothing grabs. No, it's you know I love that she floats to him and doesn't walk Mm -hmm. right which is so contrary to his you know to a ghost story where he didn't want him to glide he wanted him to walk right this one's a little different where you know the the gliding really does help sell this sort of surrealist situation that he's found himself in. yes gawain uh is meeting with saint Winifred, who is a ghost as she is trying to uh retrieve her head from the spring that was cut off presumably years before and by the looks of it, yes. Yeah, because it's just a, it's just a skull now. Yeah. Um, and there's something in her tale as to why she can't get it. Uh, but I again, this this brings me to why I love this this style of the story is that he's not going to tell us. You already have to know, or you're going to find out later. But. Mm-hmm. If you don't already know, it's just another person he comes across. Yeah. Right? It, it becomes a bigger deal when you learn about it later, which makes this film so great because it's not just good in the moment, but it's great afterward. Yes. Right? Um, so, say whatever. Go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and he technically, he technically fails this because a proper knight wouldn't have done what he did. He, didn't ask, he asked for something in return. Which a proper knight wouldn't have done that. A proper knight would have been, I got this. Yeah. I will retrieve your head. No problem. No problem. No ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, but because he's not a proper knight and he is without honor still at this point, he asks her what he will get in return. Um, of course, she's a ghost. It's not like any sexual favors. Right. Uh, but Which I don't think is what he was asking for. No, but... I think he was wanting some sort of maybe treasure or Clothing something. or Clothing. Something. Yeah. But she, and you could tell she's very offended. Like, why would you ask that? Right. Uh, but he goes ahead and he retrieves her head. Um, and this, oh man. And this is when we get, I, David's use of of CGI and having heads talk in this movie is yeah. so great. I know. Um, because I he walks back up into the house where Winifred was killed. And her skull then turns into her head. And he drops it out of fear. And uh, and then we get a little bit more mystery as in to the Green Knight. Because she tells him the Green Knight is someone you know. And he, you know, he's kind of left with this, like, 
what does that mean? Yeah. Um, but he then respectfully puts her head back near her body. Uh, and this is something that has, what we were kind of talking about off mic, is how does the axe get there? How does the axe get back there? I don't know. So we kind of yada yada over it. After he beheaded the Green Knight and the Green Knight left, he got to keep the Green Knight's axe because the Green Knight said that they, the, uh, the person will be rewarded with my arm. Which means his axe. Anyway. But then when the scavenger uh, leaves him for dead, he takes the axe with him. Yeah. And the, the green sash, which will come back. Yep. But then after he puts Winifred's head back, he turns around, and there it is, just waiting for him. There it is. Almost like... In it, it, once we get to the Lord and the Lady. Yes. The Lady talks about why the knight is green, right? Mm-hmm. And she talks about the... How, you know, grass will uh, grow where your footsteps were. Uh, moss and vine will go on over your, your grave, tombstone, yeah. right? Because nature is inevitable, right? Yes. And it almost seems like this quest, this game is inevitable. There's no getting out of it. So, so even by some sort of force... The axe returns. It has to. Because yeah. it has to keep going. You have to finish Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm almost wondering if it's not something as practical as those scavengers were there before. It's just he has to finish. He has to finish. He has to return the axe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he he continues his journey. Yeah. Um, and then this is when we get one of my favorite little characters, his fox friend. The fox. Uh, I love his fox friend very much because great use of CGI. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, it is really good. Uh, mainly because I've been playing uh, a game called Ghost of Tsushima, and there's these little uh, shrines that you find throughout the game where you have to follow a fox. Because oh. in Japanese culture, foxes are seen as very wise um, and not and the spirit guides, and so you're not meant to harm them. So you have to follow, in the game, you have to follow them to the shrine. But a lot of the times you get to pet them afterwards. Oh. And so I love foxes, and so seeing that the fox became more part of the story, I was like, yeah. Yeah, and then this is technically his trial of friendship mm-hmm. because the fox is the closest thing to a friend that he gets. Yeah. throughout his journey, right? It it's always there with him. Yes, following him and almost protecting him, uh, especially when he encounters the giants, which begs the question: Were they really there? I was going to ask <laughs> because this is not a a tra- I mean, it kind of is, but um, it's. It's an interlude, right? This is the yeah. interlude. And this is after he'd eaten those mushrooms. Yeah. My man was high. And so I'm wondering if they were there, but a quasi-trial would be he was trying to cheat again. Yeah. He's trying to catch a ride, which one could argue, what is a horse then? But um, but the, ho- but the, the yeah, but no. But uh, he's trying just to get it over with and cheat and, you know, hop on the back of one of these giants. Which I personally think was a hallucination. I mean, it makes sense, but... I mean, because of the way they're filmed, because they're so far in the distance and they're so hazy, right? I do love the look of the giants. I love that they're bald. And they almost look like they're stone. They do. And one of them's holding a baby, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and they almost look like they're all women. Oh, yeah, they do. I think the one holding the baby is a man. But you're um, right. A lot of them were... But, but you know, the fox kind of stops this. 
he kind of pretty much tells the the giant who's coming towards Gawain to, like, hey, no, yeah, let him walk, yeah, um, but almost almost in a protective way, right? You know, which is kind of strange. Like, no, he's he, don't let him cheat, right? No, don't let him get away with it. He needs to do this properly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which and I love this interlude section because it has that great shot of the camera being upside down. Oh yeah. Um, while uh, uh, Gowan and uh, the fox are walking in that open field. Yes. Um, and then this is when we meet the Lord and the Lady. Uh, Joel Edgerton, who we have talked about so much, mm-hmm. uh, who we love dearly. Um, Big time. Um, he has played Gowan uh, in really? King Arthur. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, and the, oh, that's right. I feel like a, yes you know. with um, with Clive Owen, right? Yeah, and Kieran Knightley. It's Knightley. not a good movie, but uh, but he played Sir Gowan in that. That's fucking yeah. funny. Uh, that's wild, man. Yeah, I feel like I looked that up, and I was like, no shit. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, no stranger to A twenty four. He was also in It Comes at Night. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, um, but this is when this is when things get a little. I don't want to say strange. No, you can say strange because one of my favorite things about the Lord and the Lady's house is the elderly woman. No, we have no explanation to. And only Gowan seems to see her, which uh, no one else is interacting when they're at the dinner table. She does not have any food in front of her. Um, hmm. When there are a couple of times, there's one where, well, she's constantly following the lady around. Right. Yeah. The lady's there. She's in the background. Right? Uh huh. Um, and in the scene with the uh, sash, which we'll get to, um, she was there the whole time, and I don't think the ladies are. Hmm. Right. I feel like I did read something that a lot of people are saying that she's a manifestation of his mother. Right. Maybe. Which makes sense with the blindfold too. Yeah. She's in the the poem. This woman, this okay. elderly woman. Um, what part she plays in the in those versions, I don't know, but uh, hmm. she is there. So I don't know. This isn't like a David Lowry thing, where yeah. he's just like, ah, let's put her in there. Um, she's she belongs there. It's just, um, I like to think that only Gowan can see her. Yeah, and that that makes more sense because he seems to be the only one reacting. To exactly, her. no one else is, and uh, which is interesting. Yeah. But um, so the Lord and the Lady, yeah, um, Joel Edgerton and uh, same actress who plays Essel yep. as the Lady, because this it's Alicia something. This trial is twofold. Um, this is his trial of chastity. Um, but this is also another part of his honor trial, um, and it's uh, and and that's and that's such a smart move to have the same actor who plays his love interest play this lady who's going to offer him up temptation. I completely agree. It's the best way to show to have the audience be in the mindset of temptation because yeah. it's like if it was just a, another very attractive actress, it's then not you the would same. just be like, "Oh, okay." Okay, I get it. But but having having, yeah. having that emotional attachment already. And he and he recognizes like, "Oh my god, she looks just like Essel." Whoa, right? But of course, does she really? Yeah. Right. And, yeah. you know, this might just be for us, the audience. Right. Right. This would be just a normal, like, um, lustful temptation mm. 
but for the audience, we also need to feel that as well. And so having her play the same character yeah. or the same actress I mean, player. That's that that would make sense too. Right. But but yeah, but this is where things get a little strange because the lady is already being kind of coy towards yeah. Gawain from their breakfast. Yeah. And then the Lord tells Gawain after a hunt, you know, whatever I find out there on my hunts, I will bring and they will be gifts to you. Whatever whatever you receive here in my home, you will in turn return to me. Which uh, Gawain asks a very good question. How can I give, what, what, what would I receive here that you don't already have? Right. And the, I'm going to be honest, when we saw this in theaters, dude, uh, that put me on edge. I was like, oh my God. What does that mean? What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the book would be one because um, she makes those. Yes. Right. So it's not that it was already there. Mm-hmm. She made it. And of course, he doesn't give that to him, which he should have because it was gifted to him. Right. Yeah. And also the photograph or the portrait. A, a medieval version of a photograph or a Dude. x-ray or whatever. Hey, that's <laughs> wild. It's bro. really cool. I really liked that uh, sequence. Um, that scene of her making the portrait mm-hmm. of him, which it, he ends up using. Um, sort of. Yeah. But really, it's the sash. Yes. The green sash makes a return, and I don't know what to make of that. I don't know. She says she she has it for him, but she didn't make it. That's the same one. Yeah, because he's like, where did you get that? Right. Because the last time we saw it, and I noticed it, it was wrapped around the scavenger's wrist. He had yeah. wrapped it around his wrist uh, when they left him for dead. Yeah. So, unless something about that magic... Just like with the axe, right? Um, he would need again, right? It's almost like the the scavenger thing was sort of a a misdirect, or you... not a misdirect. I would say like an accident that wasn't supposed to happen. So oh. you need these things back, you know? Okay, no one was supposed to take them from you, you idiot. You need these you back, fucking dumbass. Yeah, uh, and so. Same thing with the axe. It's sort of like he needs this another temptation. He needs this back to test his honor, right? Yes. He needs it to be able to say no. Right. And so when they are, you know, when she is masturbating him. Um, and <laughs> I've never, never heard that before when she's masturbating when him. When she is um, giving him a handjob. When um, she is giving him... Uh, uh, an HJ, you know, a, 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 a downtown high five. Oh Jesus! Um, <laughs> she's uh, repeatedly asking him if he wants it, right? Wants the sash, and he keeps saying yes, and that's the wrong answer. And, and well, then she makes him, as she says, "I want you to say it." Yeah, because he's just answering her question. Then, then finally, he's like, "Yeah, I want it." Yeah, and then this is when we get, um, when you know, Ashley saw this with us. She did not like this scene, but. I, and I get why, but and I get why David put it in. Uh, she she wipes off his um, excitement. Ugh. She wipe. Uh, uh, oh, fine. His, his goo. That's worse. <laughs> she wipes it off on his hand. Yeah. Which then in turn gets on the sash. Uh, and my mom actually likes the line that she says, "You are no knight." Right. Because. Honestly, by this point, he has failed 
every single right, version. Because not only did he give in to the temptation of the woman, but also of this sash that's going to save his life and yeah, yeah. protect him no matter what. Yeah. And uh, and then finally he decides, you know what? I've spent enough time here. It's gotta, time to fucking go. I gotta get it. Yeah. And this is when we he encounters the Lord one last time. I don't know what to make of this interaction. Dude, like I told you off mic, man, I think the Lord's just a weird dude. Because mm-hmm. the Lord encounters him and is like, don't you have something to mm. give me? Which he means the sash, by the way, because this is another opportunity to say, okay, here, I won't cheat. Um, which, uh, I'm glad you said that, because I was like, did he want him to jerk him off? I yeah. mean... No, although... Although, yeah. <laughs> although but, that might be what he was referring but, to. Because he does kiss Gawain. Yeah, which I don't know what to make it. I still don't. I think he's just a weird dude, man. Uh, okay. I, I mean, because he left a freshly hunted boar out there as, like, a sign. But then he essentially tells Gawain that, you know, we won't be here when you come back. Right. And gives him the fox back. <laughs> he, he caught the fox in his trap. and Yeah, and he, he gives him his fox friend back. And yeah. then this is technically the trial of friendship. The fox speaks and warns Gawain, if you continue on this path, you are going to death. Yeah. There is no shame in turning around and going home. Which I don't understand, because I read somewhere or watched a video that he technically, this is a test that he fails. Which I don't understand why. Maybe because he swings the axe at the fox to scare him. Maybe, and it also might be, you know, it's because of the trajectory you're going, the way you're going about this game, you are going to die. Like, or yeah. you are losing, right? And um, instead of heeding the advice, instead of listening... Because the fox even says, like, then why are you wearing that? Exactly. Why are you wearing... And he's like, it's dirty rat. Then take it off. Yeah, if then, it has no value to you, then take it off. And he said no. And and then swings the axe. At the and box. tells and him that I never that asked for your help. And right. And see, that's that's where that friendship uh, virtue is severed. Right? Yeah, because the fox very sadly kind of breaks your heart a little bit. Yeah. Puts his ears down and walks away because. Great CGI. Yeah, man. Because uh, he knows Gawain will not survive. And so now on his way to the Green Chapel. Yes. Um, he finally makes it to the Green Chapel after all of this. All these trials, he has finally made it. And something that I love about his interactions with the Green Knight at this point is he's just so flabbergasted that, you know, because of how long it took to get there, mm-hmm. and when the Green Knight tells him, okay, Neil, let's go, he goes, this is it? This is it. Like, yeah. it's over? Like, what, what do you mean? Like, we're not going to talk, we're not going to, this is it? Like, goes, I what, get here and... You... What else would there be? Right, yeah. is what the Green Knight says. And and Gawain, he pusses out. He uh, And the Green Knight tells him, you know, well, he, he pusses out multiple times. Yeah. He, he, put, he, he flinches, he is crying, he is begging for a little bit more time, and the Green Knight is like, you know, did I flinch? Did I beg? Right. And he, and he pusses out. Yeah. Uh, he gets the fuck out of there, and he returns home. Here comes my favorite sequence of the whole movie. Yeah, I genuinely thought this is how the movie was going to end. Me too. Um, and we get this kind of fast forward through the rest of Gawain's life. No dialogue. Um, Which is great. No dialogue and really just context in visuals. He is knighted. He becomes a knight. 
and somehow later becomes king later becomes king i don't know how he has a claim to the throne i think because uh, something must have happened to arthur's son right and yeah. then he would be the next one technically yeah because he be he's one. a nephew uh he sire uh he and ethel have uh, ethel essel have a child together but because he uh i guess cannot have this kind of blood with her they take the baby from her and he marries a royal woman and then we flash forward some more his kingdom is at war uh his son dies on the battlefield which breaks him yeah um and then the final shot of his reign is his reign his time as king has not been good um the peasants are revolting yep and they want his head and so he obliges he sits alone in his waiting room or throne room and uh re- finally removes the sash and then this is when we get of course now throughout all of this he is uh, several people have tried to remove the sash and he says no right um and you know there are several moments where we just see it on him like he always has it on him yeah and we just assume i assumed at least he sees it as a token of his shame yeah. Which, in the way, it kind of is. It is. Um, but, yeah, so we hear the doors break down in his throne room, and he removes the sash, finally. And I was not expecting this at all, dude. Yeah, and his head... Comes off. Yeah. And, it, of course, it, that wide shot is so good, with his head on the floor... And, and his, his body just standing, sitting oh, there. Oh, it's so good. Which is implying that, technically, he did fulfill the game. He did get hit. He did get hit. He didn't puss out. But he, he cheated. He cheated. And so w- this was all a, 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 I guess, not a hallucination, but... Almost like a, uh, where would my life go right. if I go through with this? A what if of anxiety and of, uh, of re- um, how do I want to say it? I don't know, but um, <laughs> can't think of the word. But uh, you know, he's looking back on his decisions, and he goes, "What what will happen making these decisions going forward?" Right? Yeah. What if I'm? What if? And what if I'm? What if I never learned my lesson? And it doesn't look good. And so. And then we cut right back before the Green Knight makes his swing, which I, dude, I was like, "Oh my god, there's more movie." Yes, I know. Um, and he he asks the Green Knight to wait one more second. And he removes the sash and he says, okay, I'm ready. Finally learning it's better to die with honor and die being an honorable man than living a life filled with honor and shame or filled with uh, no honor and shame and then choosing death at the end of it. And that is the Green Knight's biggest trial. Right. And... He scratches his finger along his throat and says, off with your head. And then the green green knight. So. Ah. All right. Goddamn. So. Fucking love this movie, dude. All right. So let's talk about some of the stuff. Um, Warning, everyone. If you've made it this far, this episode is still going. We There's a lot we have to talk about. So. I want to talk about, um, we can talk about the implications of that last line first. So uh, the, um, 
the off with your head. Yeah. So I think some people might interpret that as he's still going to do it. Right. But I like to think of it as you can go with your head. Right. Off yes. you go with your head. That scratch he does. He is del- he he's is delivering, delivering the, the same blow. blow. Right. Yes, I I agree. Yeah, I 100% agree because and of course he smiles because he and acknowledges that he was brave. He faced him because he even calls him my brave knight. Right. Yes, I I 100% agree, man. Um, he, he Gawain, even though not fulfilling the 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 virtues of a knight at the end of it, he maintains his honor, and he is going to be brave. And that's what the Green Knight wanted. He wanted someone when the when whoever faced him to come that he wanted him to come with honor, mm-hmm. and and I think he knew that the sash he was gonna cheat, but he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna do this anyway. Yep. If you want to cheat, you're gonna cheat. Yep. Uh, and I think Gawain surprised him, and that's and I think that's why he smiles. And yeah. It's like you, you did it. Yeah, you did what I was wanting you to do. Now, when when Saint Winifred says the Green Knight is someone you know, yes, um, I don't, I don't think she was being literal. I think she means the Green Knight is here because of someone you know. It's because his mom. Yes, his mom technically summoned him. Summoned the Green Knight to test him on these virtues. To yes. Make him a better person. Yes, to essentially get him off his ass. Yeah. Um, people want to know when you're a knight. You don't have the answer, so I'm going to make you find the answer. Yeah. Um, it's equivalent to, you know, I'm going to, no one's really going to know this, but like uh, one year in high school, my mom <laughs> followed me to all my classes. Um, I bet you didn't know that. I did not. Um, I wasn't doing too good in wow. high school. Mickey uh, was there the whole time. She was there all throughout. I want to say my fifth period. She was there throughout the morning. We had lunch together, and then I think when I got to orchestra, she was like, "All right, like, do I need to do this again?" And I was like, "No, ma'am." And I <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. I've been embarrassed all day. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's essentially what Morgan did. Yeah. She was like, uh, like, I love you, son. Get off your ass. Right. So the only way I can do this is I got to summon, I got to summon this guy. Yep. And, um, and I, I want to believe that going forward, Gawain then finds these virtues and fulfills them yeah. and becomes not only a better person, but a true knight. Um, and someone worthy enough to take the crown right. the right way. Right. Um, another thing that I want to talk about, my I have a few favorite moments in this film or, okay. or aspects. One of them is the, the elderly woman who I don't think is really there. Okay. Uh, or at least isn't there to everybody else. Right? Okay. I love that. But we've already talked about that. <laughs> the other one has to do with, and I we talked about this before, is is the Lord... A human version of the Green Knight, because I've I've seen that theory around that um, that he is in human form there to make sure Gowan is going to get there, and is almost you know without without pushing him forward, mm-hmm. making sure he's on the right trajectory and is going to finish the game. Right. Um, 
the only reason there is evidence of this is he knows his name he knows his name and there are shots with the green knight while he's while gowan is waiting for him to wake up Mm -hmm. the face his face goes from looking a little bit like ralph ennison to joel egerton back to ralph ennison yeah and so i don't know if that's just me looking staring at it too long (laughs) i don't i don't think so man i now i disagree we kind of talked about i disagree Uh, i I think i think the lord is just i think he's just a weird dude uh but i think he's also there to yeah as i was saying i think he has heard of the, the the game and that's why he's like whatever you receive here i shall also receive um because I think he sees it as like an opportunity, I guess maybe, to get something out of this guy. Um, but I, but we watched that scene together, yep. and yeah, he his face does kind of shift, and I wonder if maybe it was just David Lowry messing with our own perception, maybe, like maybe trying to give us an answer but not really giving us an answer. Yep. I don't know because. Yep. When I first did my research on this story, when the trailer first came out, mm-hmm. I uh, I wanted to know more about the story. And there's not a lot of evidence about who the Green Knight really is. Right. So, I mean, that would be an interesting theory. Yeah. I mean, and it makes sense. It tracks that, you know, because then his final, his final words to Gawain make sense. When you come back, we won't be here. Because he's not usually there in the first place. Yeah. Right. So I mean, it makes sense. I just, I just personally don't agree with it. You know? oh, okay. I mean, that's fine. I mean, you're wrong. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, we're fine. Um, but yeah, I love the fact that this film not only works in the moment, mm-hmm. but after. Yeah. If you want to learn more about it, you can, and the story gets better. Yeah. From. You know, learning like just now when I learned who Saint Winifred was, I didn't know that was she had her own yeah, mythology. I, I, I want to say like I read something where that she she's a real yeah. saint. Um, did not know that. Um, and I went to Catholic school. Um, you know the the King Arthur stuff, the Merlin stuff. We didn't even talk about Merlin. Uh, who is there? Hey, Merlin's in the movie. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy with the like the dope ass under eye tattoos. Under eye tattoos. Who takes the baby away uh, from Essel? From Essel, yeah. Um, a more sinister version of yes, Merlin. which again I really liked, and of course, he's a wizard. So he's a wizard here. Yeah. So, as as King Arthur gets older, mm. he doesn't. Yeah. Right? Which is why he's still there. And uh, which is also why uh, his mom is also still there too. Uh, in the final shot, when she walks away from him, yeah, uh, walks away from Gawain. Um, yeah, man, the movie is. Movie's so fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, you know, I really wish people would refer to it as an epic. Yeah. Because that's what it is, man. It's an yeah. epic. You a know? lot of I saw a lot of negative reviews just about the slow burn nah. and about the sitting with it and being in the the world. Then and to that's that, half, that's half the fun. And that's and and to that I say, watch a ghost story. Um, David Lowry, you know, he wants us to sit with these emotions. He wants us to sit and feel, you know, like 
one of my favorite shots is when Gawain is hallucinating on the mushrooms. You know, we sit with him for a little while as he's, you know, he's vomiting and he's seeing things. And, right. You know, David Lowry wants us to feel almost as helpless as he does. Yeah. And, you know, that's, I don't think it would have made very much difference had we not sit with him for as long as we did or, you know, follow following Gawain on the journey. It's... I don't know. People just wanted it to be. I think. I, I think it's know. because they're wrong. But I, I that I will say, yeah, <laughs> you're wrong. They're wrong. I think it's because you know a lot of modern medieval movies are a little bit faster paced. Yeah, and they're like you know giant oh. epics now. Like, if I could compare thee to <laughs> um, compare thee to a summer's day. Uh, no, a summer's day is not a bitch. To Lord of the, <laughs> to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Uh, tr- so, depending on which version you watch, extended only. Extended only, you are sitting, right? Yeah. And uh, so they left in a lot of dead air in the extended, which yeah. helps. Helps. Yeah. Um, this is a, uh, I think it's a year and a half journey to get from the Shire to Mordor to right. destroy the ring, and. Yeah, a lot of it's walking, but we have to sit with Frodo and Sam exactly. and Aragorn. And like, we have to sit with them. Exactly. And so, like... Amazon, don't fuck it up. I agree. I'm not going to watch it. But uh, I agree. Um, so those criticism, I think, are, are unfounded. Because, you know... Yeah. It, it's not that, you know... It doesn't make it a bad movie. On the contrary, it makes it better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Look, a perfect example... and everyone loves the first two seasons of this is the walking dead. You know, the season one and season two, they're primarily in the same place. Yeah. And we have to sit with these characters and see what they deal with. Right. I haven't watched past season two. Really? I started to watch season three, never finished it. And then I've heard that it got, it got really, really good. And then it just went, dude, it got so good there for a second. And then you're right. It, it's garbage. Well, because Andrew Lincoln's gone now. You know. Well, that, I didn't even make it that far. I, yeah, I made Rick's it, gone. I made it to where Negan decimates Glenn. So good. I got it to his whole season after that. And then stuff happens with Negan and I'll go. Well, you know, now it's syndicated. So it's on Fox now. Too. Unreal. Uh, but anyway, but you know, yeah, because you know, with The Walking Dead, we have to sit with these characters, and you, you all love it so goddamn much. <laughs> so you know, a part of a journey movie, you have to sit with the right. character, you know. And I'm learning more about that, you know, like with The Green Knight, and of course, rewatching Lord of the Rings as many times as I have. Um, we have to sit with these characters because we really need to see what they're going through. Like, yeah, it can't just be like. I'm going to use Monty Python again. Okay. <laughs> you know, their journey is very fast-paced. Of course, it's meant to be. It's a comedy. Yeah. But we don't sit with them very long. I think the longest we sit with them is the killer bunny rabbit. Right. It's just one of my favorite parts. But, yeah, we have to, we have to sit with Gawain. We have to, we have to live in the mundane. Yeah. Because life is mundane. And it really isn't mundane. It's more, you know, as my dad would say, artsy fartsy. Right? <laughs> I, uh, a little too artsy uh, for dad. Some, some, some things are, right? Now, he got through a ghost story and he liked it. So I, not, I mean, he didn't love it, but he liked it. And so I think he was just like, okay. 
this one will be fine with. But yeah, I think that would be a lot of people's complaints, which again I don't agree with. But now I will say it seems like the main complaint I've heard about is a lot of people have a hard time with the story as a whole. Ah. Because when I raved about it to mom, she watched it with Scott. And Scott, he he appreciated the cinematography, which you know, you, you, you can't not. Right, you have to. Uh, but he, he was like, I don't get it. Which I I get, you know, the, the story is very complex. Oh, and, I had to do research. Yeah. I loved it, but I didn't get it. And then once, you know, you do once your research. Once you get it, you get it. And you're like, oh, got it. Yeah, and I think, Scott, if you're listening or watching, I'm sorry. I think he is. He doesn't listen to us. I think he, he's the type of movie viewer who, he doesn't want to be spoon-fed, but he, he wants to get it. He doesn't want to have to do all this extra. There are, there are types of movies that, you know, aren't for me that I just don't dig. You know, like, he might not dig, like, the medieval stuff or, you know, this fantastical mythology medieval stuff. Yeah. Um. There are some like that that I don't like, you know, um, even though I did, I just ordered um, on bootleg uh, because I I like bootlegs and I'm trying to support them because they're great. Uh, The King uh, with Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet? Because Sean Harris is in this one. uh, Our boy Robbie Pattinson. Pattinson's in it. You know, I like that I'm going to watch. And because it looks, looks pretty good. You know, I heard it's great. Looks pretty good. Uh, I've been meaning to watch it, uh, but uh, but yeah, you know. But I get it. I get you know the whole like this medieval stuff's not for me. I get yeah. that. Um, I would say normally it wouldn't be for me either. But as I've gotten older, I I've gotten way into more westerns and more yeah. medieval stuff. So, oh, yeah, yeah. um, see, so yeah. yeah, I man, I as I've gotten older, like it, that means anything. I'm still in my twenties. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, but I mean, I mean, I agree. And plus, doing this, I have learned that uh, I really like foreign films, yeah. especially if they're if the writing is good. Got to see Squid Game, apparently. <laughs> I know Alex says it's great. Yeah, um, I trust him. Uh, watch the first episode and let me know. I'm yeah, okay. still on the fence about it. Uh, but like, but yeah, man, the movie is the movie is absolutely incredible. It's it's. It's hypnotic. I love this movie. It's yeah. like I basically just watched two hours and ten minutes of Hypnotoad because of how much I love it. <laughs> Buy it. <laughs> and, you know, it really sucked me in. And because yeah, I remember when we when we all went to the theater to watch it together, you, Alex, Ashley, and I. Any other movie I would have left because of how fucking hot it was in there. Yeah, also, Regal, please tell me you've got your AC back on. They I've got did, points I want to use. I know. Do they have... They did not have their air conditioner on, and so it's, we're all, it's summertime. So we're all hot, sitting next to each other, drinking water. Any other movie I would have left. Um, but I remember going in, and you were like, because I had asked you something about the trailer, and you're like, oh, no, I didn't watch the trailer. I watched... Oh, I don't think I did. Um, because cause I remember you saying all how I you loved... David the, Lowry. I love. Uh, yeah, I remember you saying how you loved the crown coming down, and I'm like, I was like, they showed that in the trailer, and you're like, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Um, I, I only, I, I watched the first teaser trailer. Yeah. And then I watched the one when they, you know, pushed the release date back. Um, but then that's all I watched. I was like, I don't want any more information about it. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to go into this kind of blind. And I've been doing that. Thanks to you. I've been doing that more and more with movies, especially with Dune. I, 
Yeah. And they keep, like, okay. They I'm, keep releasing tracks. I, I'm, I'm glad, like, I'm glad Warner Brothers feels very strongly about the movie, but stop it. Yeah. I don't want any more, like, yeah. like now they're doing it with YouTube ads where they're showing clips from the movie. Yeah, no. I'm like, fucking stop it. Now, what I, now this is a bit of a tangent about trailers, but, and a little bit into medieval stuff because the, uh, the tragedy of Macbeth. Oh, dude. Um, released a 40 second trailer yeah which that's all i'm watching yeah no um i agree i will not if when and i'm sure a24 will release a full trailer i will not watch i'm it. not gonna watch it um all i needed was joel cohen yep uh denzel washington and the fact that it's Francis mcdormand oh and it's mcdormand uh um, for me all i needed was david lowry and yeah. once i saw david lowry's doing a new movie i go well i'm watching that well i'm done well <laughs> and they're like oh david Patel, i like him you know? Yeah. Uh, shout out to Deb Patel, man. Deb Patel has had an unprecedented career. No, as I mean, an actor. great casting in this, and I agree. Deb Patel, mom knows him from Slumdog. Uh, no, from the newsroom. Uh, we're big fans of uh, Aaron Sorkin, as you know. Oh, right, 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 right. And uh, the is that the one with the uh, Jeff Daniels? Jeff Daniels. Um, the one where like people were sharing around his yes. whole like. That's how the that's how the show starts. His whole like. America isn't the greatest country in like listing factual evidence. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it I remember, really is. It's, uh, you know, it's a great show. Phenomenal writing. Obviously. I, uh, speaking of Depatel, I recently just watched a movie he did a while back, uh, called the history of David Copperfield. How was that? Uh, it's pretty good actually. Okay. Um, it is a, uh, Dickinson, uh, a, uh, yeah, Dickinson, Charles, Charles Dickinson book. Um, it's, it's really good. Great casting. Of course, it's got Peter Capaldi in it, who I is love. Is that one of Jeremy Irons? He's in one with Jeremy Irons. Oh, no, that's a theory of infinity, I think. Or, oh, yeah, no, because I don't remember Jeremy Irons being in this. Okay. Sidebar, speaking of bad reviews, a lot of the bad reviews of the history of David Copperfield, personal history of David Copperfield, people thought it was about the magician The David magician Copperfield. David Copperfield. And people were like, this is false advertising. Like, okay, you saw Dev Patel, who's clearly not a white actor. Well, now that brings up a good point about his casting as Gowan. Yes, which, really which is very, uh, very modern. Yeah, I really um, liked his cast. Of course, I'm a fan of David Delson, so yeah. it could have been Riz Ahmed too. I would have liked that too. But Dude. I mean, which I don't. Well, no, because it ne- he needs to be like fucking eight feet tall. You know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, and just like what we did with last week, uh, I think Dev was the perfect choice. For, I agree for Gowan. Um, I had mentioned that to a customer at work because I you know, talk about the podcast a lot at work and. and and they're like, yeah, so, like, have you seen a recent movie? And this is, like, literally right after we had watched it. I was like, oh, I was like, oh my God, you know, I just, saw, I, I just saw this great movie called The Green Knight. It is phenomenal. I was like, you know, and one of the things I really love is they made a lot of modern choices in this medieval movie. And, she, and I think it was a female customer. She was like, oh, what do you mean? I was like, well, you know, it's an Arthurian legend. And most people have those synonymous with white actors. I was like, but they cast uh, Dev Patel. Um, as the main character and she said something not necessarily racist but she was like oh well it's to not offend anyone to make everyone and I was like no it has no, nothing to Dev do Patel's with good. I was like if I was like no like it, it was not a political thing not his first choice either yeah I, yeah didn't David Lowry say something like he had a couple of people lined up but but Dev was the right call yeah. Dev was the right call for Gawain every like I think I said it in the ghost story episode. Lowry knows how to cast. He knows who he wants. Yeah. And a fellow Texan, by the way. Yeah. Did you also as a fellow Texan? I just remember Lisa Marie. 
Um, Selena Gomez. Oh, I did know that. She's from Grand Prairie. Yeah. She's from bumfuck nowhere, Texas. <laughs> she is. <laughs> no one lives in Grand Prairie. No. Not uh, anymore because she lives in Hollywood now. So. Yeah. Uh, they all they all followed her. <laughs> yeah, they, all, they all followed Selena Gomez. Sidebar, that's another one of my favorite lines in Zombieland when he's in Garland, Texas. And he's like, you may think zombies destroyed it, but actually that's just Garland. It's just like, Garland. That's 100% that's right. true. Yeah. It's like they nailed it. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, man, yeah, dude. Lowry, man. Lowry. It, <sighs> can't make a bad movie, man. I highly recommend, we said it last time for Ghost Story, but I recommend Anthem Body Saints. I recommend uh, Old Man and the Gun. Yeah, I'm going to uh, have to watch Old Man with the Gun because I love Robert Redford. Uh, and like I said at the, at the top of the episode, I guess I'm going to have to watch Peach Dragon now. Um, let me know how that goes. And I want to see this trailer for Peter and Wendy. Um yeah. I don't think they've released the casting for it. All that David is involved, and I believe he's writing the script too. Okay. Which he wrote the script for this, yeah. and motherfucker knows how to write too. Yes. Oh, uh, an oops, I forgot. I'm assuming this is the wrap up, wrap up, wrap up. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we can, we can wrap up, wrap up, wrap up with an oops, I forgot. Oops, I forgot. Um, I loved the uh, Sir Gawain and. Uh, thing where it did it in multiple uh, and fonts. fonts. Yeah, and there's one from the 70s which I loved. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Sir Gowan. And of course, it's the ellipses, and at the very end, the ellipses meets again with the, the green. green because the ellipses is always following the title cards. Right. Yeah. Because it's Sir Gowan and. Or Sir Gowan and. Ellipses. Ellipses. A year too long, or a year too short. Right. And then, you know, so. And it's just... <sighs> Sir Gowan and the Green Knight. Uh, God. So good. So good, man. I, uh... I'm... S- dude, for reals. Like, I don't know if I said it in the ghost story. I'm glad you turned me on to Lowry. And I'm glad you told me about this movie. Because you told me about it. I had never heard about it. And you're like, yeah, man. Like, this movie, The Green Knight. And I'm like, all right, what is this? Yeah. Watch the trailer. Immediately fell in the, love. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, yep. 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 Sold. It. And uh, I convinced Ashley to see it with us. Because originally it was just supposed to be... A boy's date. Boy's date. But then Ashley was like, you know what? Yeah, I want to see it with you guys. And she loved it. The only part she didn't like was, of course, the the jism scene. Jism. Uh, but she loved it, you know. Uh, and it's because it's it's a very... This is how we're, I'm going to wrap it up. It's a very um, good tale about really just pushing yourself to be a better person. Right. I agree. Yeah. Um, so, Rain. So, Jeremy. What are we talking about next week? So next week, uh, next week's going to be a little bit of a long one. A because, long one. Because as you did in season three, four? Four. Yes. I've done it multiple times. Four. Um, we are going to be doing a two-part episode. Two-parter. Um, yes. As you did with your uh, uh, Man With No Name trilogy. Yep. Uh, this, of course, is a two-parter in the sense that there's only two movies. Yeah. Um, I really thought about it long and hard, man. Um, yeah. which I've been having a, hard, I've been having a hard time, sort of, with this strange films. Yeah. But I really feel like this one fits the bill. But also, the movie. I keep telling you, you don't have to do the strange films. I know, but I want. I like to participate. All right. I want a participation driver. Okay. Um, but the the movie the the movie and its sequel, kind of talking about last week of waiting too long. This one, I was okay with. The big gap. Because the story in the sequel matches its new narrative. Got it. Um, so next week, and of course it'll be released in a week, uh, part one, 
next week and then part two the week after that. We are will be discussing Tron and Tron Legacy. Um, Never seen either of them. I so I saw Tron Legacy first. I knew hints of it. Oh, you saw Tron Legacy first. That's yeah, a, that's an I, interesting choice. I knew what it was. I had heard about Tron from my mom. I'd heard about it in kind of scattered around like the Disney all the Disney movies. And so I saw Tron Legacy first and I I loved it. The visuals are fantastic. Of course, and we will talk about the soundtrack by Daft Punk, my robot dads. Um and I, you should you sh- I don't know how you'd feel about it, but originally we'll the 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 pick for my next week and it was a future pick uh, was going to be Electroma, Electroma, which is Daft Punk's movie that followed their Human After All album. Boom. Has no dialogue. Okay, well I can't wait. But anyway, um, but then then I saw the original, um, and the original is fantastic. Yes, it, it's got some cheese to it. Yeah, I mean it's cheese, but. It, which we'll talk about next week. It, oh, man, it, I love Tron. I wanted to watch the um, the series that they did, which is supposed to take place before the events of Tron Legacy. It's called Tron Uprising. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's got Elijah Wood in it. Uh, but it takes place before the events of Tron Legacy. And uh, I never got around to watching it. I may watch it just so I can have a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, man. So cool. Tron and Tron Legacy. We'll bring our light up helmets. You mean our uh, hockey helmets? Yeah, they're hockey helmets, but with lights. Yeah. Well, not necessarily lights. Uh, anyway. uh, I hate you. <laughs> but we'll. Uh, but we hope everyone enjoyed the Green Knight. Um, you know, we'll just give it now. If you listen all the way to the end, the movie is spoiled for you. So you should. We're s- mad at you. So uh, yeah, we're mad at you. Uh, Mom and Dad are mad at you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we hope you enjoyed the Green Knight, and we will see you next week for. Part one, Tron.